Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of On Grace. We are glad that you are along for the ride for a cross-country trip to Aspen with Harry Dunn and Lloyd Christmas. <laughs> right. I like it a lot. Uh, as a dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah. One of the great films of all time. Uh, yeah. Uh, most excellent film, yeah. <laughs> Mary Sw- Swami, Sammy, Sam. Look at the briefcase. Samsonite. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. There you go. That's a great. It's a classic. There are a lot of lines in that movie. There's a lot. Yes. Yes. That's a good one. So you're saying there's There's a chance. chance. (laughs) And then finds out she has a husband. Yeah. What was all that one in a million talk? (laughs) Yep. That was great. Great. So we're Uh, both dumb and dumber, so we can accept um, that. Yeah. I've been dumber. Yeah. I've been, I've I've been dumb been dumb. and I've been dumber. So. Yep. Hopefully today's not that day, but you never know. Yeah. Let's S- see sneaks up on you sometimes. Yeah. Let's just see what we can do with this. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah that's I probably think, not. You know, I didn't think through the ramifications of that. i got to be 100% honest because I, I definitely don't see y'all as dumb and dumber. Well, you may shortly. <laughs> Nor do I think that you all would be capable of selling um, a parakeet to um, – you know, your, yeah. your blind neighbor. Right. <laughs> that was uh, that was uh, that was a little rough. Yeah, that was. But you know, some things are necessary, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna get to Aspen. <laughs> but, um, I think what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna try to after recover. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and hopefully, it doesn't get dumber and dumberest. Uh, but um, I was thinking about uh, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, and. He, he says there early on, after the Beatitudes, he says that I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And my tendency in the past has always been to think, well, he has come to keep the law. That's what it means to fulfill it, is to carry it out. But I don't think that's at all what he meant. If you look at his life and you see all the times he broke the law and times that he kind of really rearranged it to his own uh, uh, heart's desire, is that what he meant was he came to fill it out, uh, to... Uh, to broaden it, to help us understand that what the law hinted at. The law hinted at what God's dream was, what his uh, heart's desire was, how he wanted this story to go. And Jesus came to fill out that dream, to show us what it looked like. For instance, if you uh, look on the Internet and you get a recipe for a chocolate cake, you can follow the letter of that recipe and get a chocolate cake. But if you got in touch with the cake boss, and you said, would you make me a chocolate cake? He would fill out that recipe. He would make it, he would change parts of it. You know, there'd be the basic ingredients, but he would uh, add to it. He would change it in some places, and the end result would be a whole lot better than the recipe you found on the Internet. It would be richer, uh, more delicious. It would uh, be more beautiful, uh, and that's what Jesus is talking about, I think, when he says he didn't come to abolish the law, but to show us what God's heart was in that very shallow beginning, but and to fill out what that dream is. I think that's what grace does. And we talked just in the last podcast about uh, the creation being good, but not perfect. It has all these possibilities to fill out and to fulfill uh, that Jesus begins to give us glimpses of what that looks like. And one of the places where he got in trouble, you know, was with who he hung out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what he's doing is he's showing us what that lo- what the law was intended to show us, that God's heart 
is for the lost and for the sick, for the, for the outcast and the poor, for the immigrant and for all those who are powerless. Um, and the law was set in place to protect them, but God's real heart is that we connect with them, that we have community with them. Uh, I was reading one place uh, recently, and it said that Jesus doesn't step across the line to the other. He erases the line, mm-hmm. and there are no others. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the, I think, the, the, uh, what he talks about fulfilling, filling out what the law started. It's amazing. God is, we have him pictured as this judge. In the end, we die and face the judgment. And he's going to check. And we get, we get in our mind, um, are we even saying, you know, there's a new name written down in glory? Or we or we talk about him checking the books. And, and so we really have him tied to the recipe the written yeah. recipe and we have him tied to um, a bunch of things etched in stone carried around and and that's as big as he gets and that's as small as he gets that's who he is and and the heart of god is such a it's like don't don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing the lady comes in and anoints jesus feet with oil and it's People go ballistic because it's so extravagant. It makes mm-hmm. no right. sense financially, right. judicially, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. And he says, this is a good thing. Yeah. This is a good thing. She gets it. Yeah, she gets it. Yeah. And 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 uh, Wayne and I were talking earlier today about this, that you really go through life. This It's not good to stereotype people, but it really this is really true. It's really true. You go through life, and, and either you're – your mindset, your modus operandi inside is we want to make sure that life is fair, that I get what is rightfully mine. Um, I, I want to go by the letter of the law to, to see to it that you, I get what I think I deserve, mm-hmm. you know. Or you go through life and you say, um, who can I help today? Yeah, it's, it, you, There's just this general idea of, of I want to just be generous. Well, you may have to step across the line to do that. What what line? Yeah. I, don't, I don't really see yeah. one here. What what's the problem? I just want to give and help. And I and some people will say, well, it's a balance of both. Mm, you know, you check yeah. Jesus out. It's like sh- show me the balance. Yeah, right. I'm not seeing it. Yeah, he sure didn't seem balanced to the Pharisees or to the legalist of his day. No, he was way too extravagant. Yeah, with, with who he loved and what he gave, uh, and I think there's that that, uh, that idea again that this this story is playing out uh, over time, and we are invited into to discover this life of generosity that it goes beyond the letter of the law. And you know, we tend I speak for myself, you know, to find what's the minimum required. Well, that's what I'm going to do. Once, yeah, but once we we have this encounter with Jesus and we recognize him in every place at every time. It's not what's the minimum. It's how much of this yeah. can I be part of? How many opportunities can I be generous? How often can I recognize Jesus uh, in the people around me and in the moments that I encounter? And so there becomes this sense of adventure to it and this this recklessness and uh, 
to the story that that the letter of the law just can't begin to capture. Yeah, yeah. Well, you stop and look at look at all the Old Testament law. You you depending on what mindset you have, and and this goes to fulfilling the law. Maybe I don't know. Does the law tell us how to build the best wall to protect ourselves, and and to make life good and fair for us? Or does the law actually show us how to blow the biggest hole in the wall? Yeah. You know, to get, to to to, to obliterate the line, that which right. divides us from other people. Yeah. And, and when you read it, it says, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. And you tend to assume it's about building walls. Yeah. But it's really about freeing us to interact in a healthy way. Right. With everybody. No walls involved. Yeah. It's kind of like we were talking about creation earlier. Uh, the law begins the story, but it has so many possibilities and so many opportunities to fill out, to discover. You know, and what Jesus, Jesus didn't talk about, do not do this, do not do that. He said, love God, love your neighbor, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit the prisoner, uh, go to the lonely. Uh, it was all these positive things that we can be part of that, uh, that were not restrictions, not walls built around us, not a box to put us in, but he does blast open the box so that we can create and discover and recognize opportunities to extend grace and to experience grace um, every day in, in all the different ways that, that it comes to us. And so that law, which was a restriction, is now in Jesus the fulfillment of that was uh, that God's dream was that we would avoid those unhealthy things, but we'd also discover the healthy things. Yeah. How much of the minimum do you think comes from uh, a place of fear? I mean, going back to what we talked about right. last week, um, it's like if I can just get my um, head above this water line, I, w- I will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, if I ju- unless I do this bare minimum, that I can't call it a cake unless it's yeah. unless it's this bare minimum of yeah. ingredients yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah and oh what if i you know at what point at what point do i mess up the recipe so much that you can't even call it a cake anymore yeah yeah man that whew, that goes to how you see yourself that goes to how you think other people see you that goes to that means just fear driven yeah. It, yeah, it's all and it's all about keeping myself safe, which means I need a wall, which means I need a law to mm. keep myself safe. When you're generous, you're saying, oh, I love your cake. <laughs> Here's some more stuff to put in your cake. Well, that's going to take away from your cake. That's OK. I want to give it to you anyway. It's not it ceases to be about baking the perfect cake. And, and, it, and, and instead, it be, it's like sharing cake perfectly i don't know how to <laughs> well but i think there has to be i mean to your point there has to be a, a fearlessness yeah in generosity right both like a fear that i'm not going to run out and a fear that if i deviate from the recipe that um i'll still be right. accepted i'll still be welcomed or i'll still be loved yeah you yeah, know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah yeah like even even if this cake doesn't turn out right the people who will eat it will still love me right and i'll I'll still be able to bake more cakes. That's so, right. Yeah. That's am I pushing this analogy too far? No, no. It's, I think that's uh, no, great. Yeah. No. And yeah. I think the fact that you give it generously makes it taste good. Yeah. It tastes better than it normally would. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, 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 there's something to be said about generous community sharing inferior cakes. Yeah. 
it, there's just something to be said for that. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure the cake boss, when he started out using that basic recipe, then started adding stuff to it. Some of them probably didn't turn out too good. Right. Or maybe he burned them or whatever. But you don't get to where he is with cakes without being a little reckless. Yeah. And I think the same way with this grace. If, as long as we're, we're afraid that we're not going to meet the minimum, then we miss the opportunity to experience more. And so we have to be a little bit confident in God's grace, I think. We just have to be, and we have to know that there's always going to be enough grace if I'm too reckless or if I'm, I can never be too generous. But if I, uh, if it doesn't turn out the way I thought it would, that's okay. That there's always enough grace to help me bake another one. To discover I don't. It I don't think you. You can't. You can't get good at recklessness by reading in a book. It in a book. You have to learn about recklessness and get good with it by experience. And so the first couple tries at it are excruciating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like if you're really going to be the cake boss, your first few failures yeah. are going to be like, wow. Yeah. But after after a while, you. You just figure out if you sign up for love, you sign up for pain, period. Yeah. No, no exceptions. Right. Hmm. And you, you know, and Jesus said, "I'll get, I'll be the first one in line." Yeah. I'm gonna love you all. He said he loved them to the end, and there he hangs on a cross. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I think one of the one of the things that we fail to tell people who are who become Christians or who are uh, figuring it out is it's about ninety percent trial and error. You know, Christianity, discovering grace, yeah, finding your way, and and so there has to be some recklessness, some awkwardness, uh, some willingness to trust, and I think that's what Jesus asked of us: trust me, and and so we do that trial and error. We figure it out what it means to to be in relationship with God. Well, pe- people can't see this because it's a podcast; it's not a video. But you don't say that with any kind of apology on your face. Yeah. You would you would tend to assume trial and error. Oh, I'm sorry. Instead of no, it's trial and error. Yeah. It it it's uh, and it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Right. There's there's no heaviness to. And it it's all this is terrible to say, but it's almost like a really 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 good book. You get to the last ten pages and you think, shoot, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be done with this. Well, it's with the trial and error thing. It's like, Dad, I about got this part right. Yeah. The discovery, the trial on this thing right here, it's going to be over. Well, it won't be completely over. Yeah. You'll still discover more. Right. But it that's part. You can either kick yourself over trial and error, or you can embrace it and say, right. This is what life is, yeah. and it's fun. Yeah. Is there any relationship that isn't trial and error? Parenting, dating, marriage, friendship. It's all trial and error. So why wouldn't it be with this God who we can't describe or or imagine or see or uh, comprehend uh, with real accurate clarity or whatever because he's so different from us, but who gives us glimpses and whispers and brushes across our cheek you know who keeps inviting us to look for him yeah yeah when when you said when you were saying that i was thinking about parenting and i have an 11 year old and a nine year old and it feels like every time i figure out a particular stage of life well then they (laughs) yeah you know they move on yeah Mm -hmm. so like oh 
I figured out how to change diapers, right. you know, pretty pretty consistently, and now they're out of diapers. Right. And now I figured out all of the Thomas the Tank Engine trains, right. and now they don't <laughs> like Thomas anymore, you know. Right. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I think that's that is that idea that the story is not perfect; it's not over. It keeps unfolding, and all of those relationships it keeps. Well, uh, but I think we need to add to that story is not perfect, but it is good. Right. It is very, very right. good. Yeah. And, it, and 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 once you get into it, you don't want it to be anything but that. Right. It's not like, well, it's not perfect. It, it, we still are talking about perfect as if it's not desirable. Perfect is a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> you, if Okay, so the first Thomas the Engine thing that you get with Stockton, you get it down the very first time. Yeah. From then on, it's like, well, shoot, you know, <laughs> it, it almost, <clears throat> you don't want to say parenting would be boring, boring, but it's like, well, where, you, you know, where's the discovery here? Where's the, mm -hmm. am I, I'm not investing myself like I was, mm -hmm. but, but the, the lack of perfection, just the plain, that's what makes it good mm -hmm. because you keep pressing in and investing right. and, and generosity just keeps growing and growing with every gesture that. Yeah, if you have perfect, you sit around and watch right. TV all the time. Right. Yeah. yeah, life is hard, but it's also very, very good, and mostly at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for being a part of this episode of On Grace. My name is Jason Brown, and I've been hanging out with Wendell Van Valen and Wayne Hunter. The three of us serve together at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky where you can worship with us online at bumconline.org.